Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Michael and Dallas. Today, Michael, your topic, simplicity is best. So there's a song by the Beatles where the lyrics, let it be, are sung 41 times throughout that song. So not surprisingly, the song is actually called Let It Be. Yeah, I was going I wouldn't have guessed 41, but yeah. the song, it's, it's an absolute... Well, I, I Googled it, I didn't listen to it with a <laughs> pen and paper. Some say 36, some say 41. Yeah. More people say 41 than yeah. 36. So, so I got to thinking that the most famous songs in the world simple a simple yeah they have so very yeah. few lyrics they have lyric they actually have lyrics yeah which is a uh, which is a nice thing yeah in because so many yeah hey the podcast is called money over 50 dollars <laughs> i'm sure everyone here listening is no. um yeah but is siding you know with you know if you if you if you cite on the side of lyrics have you ever read the lyrics of like a bob dylan song this just some, makes no there's sense there's some crazy absolute, lyrics absolute, absolute so, nonsense. so that's 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 again my point so they're very very simple yeah. sentences yeah and um yeah that but they might make sense but they no. the, each sentence makes sense yeah or each sentence you can you can get a clear picture in your and mind there's a very distinctive melody or rhythm now i'm sure i've got no idea about yeah. music, but there's, there's all, all those like you're saying all the great songs it's very it's they're never overly complicated they're very simple they're very simple yeah no, so I agree. the theory is or my theory is that that why they're the most famous songs in the world and why they're so popular yeah because people can remember them yeah it's it's they're nice and simple yes um yeah. so that got me into thinking and we, we've we've thought about this a lot that simple strategies work yeah. in, in our game yeah. simple strategies work yeah so much better than complicated strategies yeah. in fact complicated strategy over complicated strategies i should say over complicated strategies yeah um, not only do they not create any value, yeah. they're actually they negative take, yeah. in yeah. value. They take, they, 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 add to the cost of things, well, and they actually take away from the. I think yeah, the value. Two parts of it. They add to the cost, but then they also, you know, we've talked about this a lot. A lot of the, a lot of the long-term benefits of a financial plan come from just sticking to the plan. And yes. this is, I think, what you, the point you're touching on here, which is that. If you've got a simple, you know, you don't want anything to be more simple than it, than it needs to be, but if you've got a simple strategy, you go, the plan is this, we're going to do this for the next 10 years, and you know what it is, everyone's on board, everyone understands it, everyone can follow the plan. It's very easy to stick to that plan every week, every year, and you just stick to it and do the same thing. So a, a plan like that, that you stick to 100% of the way through, even if there was a more complicated strategy or more complicated plan that, that was marginally better, if you're not going to stick to it or you're going to lose interest halfway or, or you know, someone in, if, you, if you're a couple, one member of a couple is going to you know, get on board with it, you're not going to get 100% of the benefit of that, of that strategy. So you really, in, in a lot of cases, that's sort of what you're talking about there, I think, is that the most simple strategy that you can possibly have is the best because it's it's what you it's what we understand it's what we can stick to it's what we know 
people can people can understand it people can stick to it yeah. and people can recall yeah. not all of it usually yeah. but but the main parts of it yeah so simple strategies do work and we find um, we find that time and time again so look examples of over complicated strategies are I've listed a few here of the main uh, culprits yeah so number one example of an overcomplicated strategy would be uh, having a self-managed super fund when there is no reason to have a self-managed super fund. Yep. So um, what we often see uh, when new clients come to see us that already have a self-managed super fund, they actually drop in, a because we ask them for their super yep. fund details, yep. they drop in a cardboard box that's big enough to house a large microwave. Yep. Uh, full of stuff full of stuff so it's got trust deeds tax returns auditors reports investment strategies member balance statements reams and reams and reams of other documents amended trust deeds you know (laughs) everything that you can think of is is in there life is unnecessarily overcomplicated. and when you actually look at what they're invested into most of the time there's no reason to own that what they're invested into is a handful of yeah. Companies listed on the Australian Stock Exchange, a bit, a bit of cash, a, a bit of cash in the yeah. bank account. No, exactly. Um, and there, and there's actually no need to yeah. have that self-managed super fund. And when you ask them why they have it, it was usually set up by their accountant. Yeah. Um, who surprise, surprise, conflict of interest. Is the auditor is the auditor is doing the tax returns, tax returns yeah. and things like that. So yeah, um, and and that's the thing. And in some cases, I think with the, the we give accounts a bit of a hard time on this podcast. <laughs> Not as hard as the ATO. They're, they're the real they're the real man we're against. But we give accounts a hard time sometimes. But I feel like that's more like an older brother, younger brother thing. But I think in a lot of cases, when accounts have set up a self managed super fund, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not evil. It's not. It's evil. <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what happened. Fifteen years ago, I tell you what happened. Someone went around Australia, and said, and um, now full disclosure like here. Consultant. There are reasons why an accountant would set up a self-managed super fund. Yes. I'm telling you now. Fifteen years ago, or around about then. Yeah. A consultant went around Australia said, to accounts and said, "Here's how to triple your fees." Yep. In, in for, one year, for, for each client, yeah. so you're doing the tax return on mum and dad. Yeah. Um, if you, you started a self-managed super fund, yeah. all of a sudden you've, you've got, got a self-managed fund. You've got the the audit, the, all the rest of it. You've got the, the corporate trustee. Of you've that. got all those. You've got all of these things. different entities. Now, my point is not that it's not. I, I think in some cases it is just a money grab, but I also think that you know what's the saying of you should never attribute to malice things that can be attributed to incompetence or stupidity. <laughs> There's probably a situation where someone's gone into their accountant and said, many situations where they've gone into their accountant and said, what do we do with our super? And the accountant has gone, um, well, it sounds like you want to take control of your, of, your, of your retirement savings. And the person said, yes. And the accountant has gone, what's the most control that you can have? A self-managed super, okay, yeah, great. Yeah. Because the accountant loves shuffling papers around and doing all that sort of thing, they've mm. gone, everyone will love this. Let's set up a self-managed super fund for them. And they can spend their, their quiet times, you know, lodging all these forms and doing all the paperwork. But as you say, in most of those cases, there is just no need for that. We actually did a podcast, one of the very early ones, about why 99% of people shouldn't have a self-managed super fund. There's a good podcast so, there. Yeah, if you were sitting um, here with a self-managed super fund wondering if you should have one or if you're thinking about doing it, you, you should go back and listen to that and, and see whether that... Listen to that podcast. So um, here's the issue that I have with them. One of the issues... Six to seven thousand dollars a year yeah. is, is about the additional cost yeah. to running one. So, yeah. 
what you need to, or the fixed cost of running one, sorry. Yep. Um, so what we find is that if you have a balance over only half a million dollars, for example, yep. in your superannuation, six to $7,000 per year, huge on top of other management year. fees that you yep. pay for investing your money inside there is, yep. a, is a huge percentage. Yeah. Um, the life is unnecessarily complicated. That's it, yeah. So, like, uh, so I have some potential new clients uh, that are waiting to see me, and we've asked them for their. So they have a self-managed super fund, yeah, and we've asked them for their self-managed super fund. Uh, yes, which we have seen in almost every case in the past, dropped in in a box. Yes. So yeah. it, it has to be shipped in a box. Yeah, yeah. Or it has to be because there is so much stuff. Yeah. So, so I just know because these these people need advice, yes. and they want advice. Yeah. But the real sticking point is just the they just cannot round up yeah. all the paperwork that we need yeah. to be able to give them advice. Yeah, and, and that's because they have the self managed super fund, and, yeah. they, and and they've got. I imagine at their house they've got boxes and boxes of stuff, I, I and mean, they just don't know how to get it to me, or they just don't know how to. I've got a very similar situation with a, with a new client out in out in here. I went and visited them out in here, and um, I said before we met, oh, can you send through some information? And they basically said. We can, but it's going to be an absolute nightmare. Can you just come and can just see it here? And so it's the same thing. You come in, sit yeah. down, have a coffee. Here's the box full of full of paperwork from the self-managed super fund. Yep. So, but yeah, I mean that's that's just one example we're talking about here, which is just overcomplication. And as you said, there are situations where a self-managed super fund is the most appropriate or is appropriate for people, but. In in cases where it's just not required, you could get the same all the same benefits at a lower cost without any of the headaches. And it's, you know, I for a lot of people, they would be willing to pay that cost to not have the headaches. And so yes. some of these different strategies, you end up with, it's more work and it's more stress and it's more mental energy as well as more cost. Well, we think there's a, there's a dollar figure that you can put on. Yeah. And it's a high dollar figure yeah. of of um, a mental energy cost. Well, that's that's something so, that's something we didn't even talk about with the benefits of of a simple strategy. Is that most people who are coming to see us at fifty five, they're sort of at the peak of their of their earnings potential. They're at the peak of their their field. And any any minute that you spend thinking about something that isn't your your expertise, your area of your your go to, it's just it's money that it's money that could be spent, you know working on your craft. Fantastic point. Because what do all those people say? They're usually managing a people of yeah. a, a team of other people. Mm. And and what does anyone say that manages a team of, of other people? Yeah. I've got enough stress in my life. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because yeah. uh, this yeah. person came in with this issue and this yeah. person came in with this issue and yeah. they didn't all get coordinated and yeah. spread it out. They all came to me on the same day yeah. just when yeah. my other workload happened to be so high. So yeah. Look, it's it's one of those ones that taking that stress out of your life. Yeah. Look, and, 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 and if you could have a self-managed super fund and you could pick investment strategies and you're going to have all these things that generated you multiples of what you would get yeah. in another fund, yeah. then yeah, yeah sure, just, go just, ahead and you do just it. Just go through the pain, um, but but, but, but it can't. It cannot. No, I think that's the other part of it. Is for a lot of these complicated strategies, people come to see us and they've kind of either been railroading or just ended up over time in these really complicated situations. And they, they just, they almost want a blessing that, yeah. that it doesn't need to be that it way. It doesn't need to be that and way. you can see the relief when you go, hey, this doesn't need to be that hard. We're just gonna do X, Y, Z, make it very streamlined, very simple. It's, this is how it's gonna work. People can just, you can just sit here and go, oh. Yeah. 
go for that. I don't need I don't need all the headaches. I don't want them all. I just want it to be simple. But they, they think that if they do that, they're going to miss out on some returns or miss out on something. That's right. So, so number one, example of overcomplicated strategies, yeah. unnecessarily overcomplicated self-managed super funds for most people. Yeah. So go back and listen to yeah. the other podcast, why 99% of people shouldn't, shouldn't have a self-managed super fund. Number two, multiple sub-investment funds. So what we often see is that someone will have a superannuation fund or an investment yeah. and underneath that yes. that larger super fund or investment yeah. they'll have 10 to 12 different investment sub funds this is this is what you're talking about uh, when you when you have a anytime you hear names that that sounds like yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds like a, an old British explorer, like the the Oppenheimer long short yeah. alpha. Any time you sound hear like Greek a British letters. explorer or a um, or an American industrialist, <laughs> like Pennypacker, Oppenheimer. Yeah, there, there's um, all there's twelve different funds, and they all sound they they've got a name and then like a long short it, or it'll an alpha usually have or a long beta. or short at the end of it. It'll have alpha. Um, it'll have high intrinsic. Yeah, is, yeah. A, is another term. Yeah. Um, and and it's and it's one of those things where you go, like you're saying, there's there's ten or twelve of these different funds that are just so you've got it's just a, a dart against the wall strategy of we're going to have all these different funds and hopefully some outperform and some won't. And all, you know, that's kind of where we're saying is not only is it not only is it higher cost, not only is it is it more you you're actually uh, likely to underperform in that basis, but it's just overly complicated for no reason. It's overly complicated and it's it's worrying about the wrong things. Yeah. So it's and worrying about things that you have no hope of controlling. Yeah. Um, such as what this fund is going to do and what this yep. fund is going to do and what and what in terms of return. Yeah. And um and and what you know our companies in general in Australia and around yep. the world are going to return and what property is going to return and all that. Yep. So stuff that we have no control over. Yes. It's attempting to sort of have some control over that. Yes, that's uh, right. Or it's, it's, it's along the vein of actually trying to yeah. assume that you have some sort of control. That's exactly Because right. in this, your advisor or yourself, um, usually your advisor in this case, mm. is recommended 10 to 12 different sub-investment funds. And the conversation tends to go, when you have meetings with them, yeah. uh, it tends to be around, hey, two of these have underperformed or four of these have underperformed. Let's move from these underperformers yeah into these ones that are that are outperformers of yeah. inverted quotes here. Yeah. Um, usually they're outperformers looking backwards. Yes, that's right. And it's right about the red hot minute that yeah. they're gonna become yeah. underperformers yes. in the future. Yeah. So again it's an overcomplicated thing. Well and it's and it, it's it's more costly to to invest that way. And and it's definitely more costly when um, this is a really good example of one where we've met that simple plan that you can stick to is the best. So mm. if if you get, uh, you know, you're halfway through a GFC type event or, you know, the, when the market dropped um, from the coronavirus earlier this year, if you know what you're invested into, there's at least some hope of being able to stick to that and, and come to out the other side and go, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through this short-term volatility because I know that over the long term it's going to put me in a better position. Yeah. If you know what you're invested into, you might be able to do that. If you have no idea what you're invested into, which you just can't, if you've got twelve different sub funds called the Long Short and the Alpha Beta and the Oppenheimer and the Penny Packer, and mm. if you don't know what you're invested into and you see them drop by thirty percent, you are going to panic. You just yeah. you, you're just going to go. I've paid these guys for their ability to you know time the market or pick the right funds or anything like that, and they're not able to do that. Mm. What am I What am I doing here? The emperor's got yeah. no clothes. I'm out. Which and we've talked about this at length a few months ago. That was, our big focus was on 
you know, the, the, main an- the, the correct answer to volatility in most cases is do nothing. Mm. So if, if what you're invested into here, these 12 different funds, it's gonna actually take away your ability to just do nothing. And because of that, you are gonna end up in a worse position when we do see volatility. Good time to introduce that, because my third point yeah. of examples of overcomplicated strategies are yeah. strategies that change depending on market conditions. Yeah. So market falls by 37% as yeah. it did in, in March yeah. of 2020. Um, I'm gonna to move to cash, or my advisor will tell me, let's go to cash, yeah. which is to move out yeah. of uh, our yeah, long-term investment strategy yeah. and into a short-term of play. Um, look, it's over-complicated yeah. and it's impossible to get yeah. right. Yeah, that's so, right. Well, so that's that, probably the, the, the first point I make is it's impossible to get right. Yes. You have to make two decisions that are right. Yeah. You have to um, time when to get out and yeah. time when to get back in. Yeah. I can tell you now, no one gets the first one right no. and very few people get the second well, one right. So It's, it's funny, so, I was just talking about this with, with someone the other day I'd, who'd Someone they, someone who they work with had been had an advisor who was sort of saying to them, you know, when when the market had dropped by about fifteen percent, they were going, we're going to we're going to send them out a letter, we're going to sell you out. We we think the market's going to continue to drop, and and nowhere in the letter did it say, hey, the market's going to continue to drop, and then we're going to get in at this price point, and we think or at this time frame we're going to get back in. So they sent out a letter. They've sold, they've, they've moved into cash. By the time they actually transacted, I think they were down by about 20%. Now, we've had all this volatility where now the Australian market is sitting, I don't know what it is, recent numbers, about 18, 17% down. So it's actually back up slightly above where they sold down. They didn't get back in at any earlier price. They, they, will, they sold out waiting to get back in. Now, not only have they missed out on that, and, and as we will see over time, over the next 10 years when things are in a much better, they have to choose when to get back in and they are going to lose money now. Like that's just guaranteed. They've sold out at 20% down. They are going to be getting in at a, at a price point that's, yeah. that's higher than that. So they've lost money, but not only that, the, the poor woman who, who has the advisor who's done this, she's sitting there at work every day going, what's the ASX 200 doing? What's, what's the price mm. doing? What's all this doing? You know, when she has enough other things to worry about. So not only, again, Go back to that thing of not only does it cost money to try and follow that strategy, but you don't just get to go to work and go, right, well, that's my super long background. I have to think about that. She now has, she now weirdly has two jobs, which is her job and then yeah. also some sort of market timing economic forecaster, so which it's just going to be, it's going to be like Chinese water torture, just something dripping on her forehead forever until she gets back in and, and knows what that and again, been. another example of unnecessary mental anguish yeah. that, um, that, yeah. ha- that that has to have a dollar figure put yes. to it yeah. because, yeah. because people, yeah. um, I mean, what's the whole point of it? Yeah. yeah. If, you, <laughs> if, you are, yeah. if you're going to torture yourself, yeah, um, yeah it has to have a dollar. You, you have to say yeah. that torture has a dollar, a dollar figure yes. associated with it yeah. that detracts yeah. further well, from your investments. I mean, we talk about this with the, a lot of the clients of ours, you know, like anything, a lot of the the fees we charge, what we think we do and what the client thinks we do are often two different things, if that makes sense. It, so it so, is. so we, we think, to some degree, we think we're paid to get results and we think we're paid to be experts on tax savings and investing and, you know, retirement planning and drawdown strategies and all these types of things. Really, in a lot of cases, what people will tell us is that we're just, we're the person that they pay so they don't have to worry about yeah. it. They're paying us to worry about this for them. So. If you've got an advisor who's going, 
hey, you're going to pay me and also you have to worry about it. Yeah. What's, what's what, the point? What's the point? So, so um, in our theme of simplicity is best, in the title of simplicity is best, um, we'll now move on to examples of simple but effective strategies. So um, as opposed to the overcomplicated, overcostly self-managed super fund, yeah. um, we believe that low-cost pooled superannuation funds yeah. are the best way to go. Yeah. And what a low-cost pooled superannuation fund is, is, is well, firstly, what a pooled superannuation fund is, yeah. is it's, it's just pooling my money, your money, yeah. um, our clients' money, other people's money yeah. all together. Yeah for buying power yeah. in effect yeah. um, and actually going out and buying yeah. whatever we're going to invest into in but that particular fund. So it's putting it's putting everyone's money together. So I think probably the, in a concrete example, Sun Super is probably the, I don't know where they are, the biggest fund in Australia. They seem like everyone that we yeah. ever talk to has a Sun Super account. So they yeah. must be right up there. Big. They, they are a great example of one where everyone has a Sun Super account. Everyone's putting money into their Sun Super account. Sun Super is in charge of administering that account. That's that's mm. kind of what you're saying is that the economies of scale they're getting by going, if every one of those individuals goes and sets up a self-managed super fund, there's a huge amount of, of man hours that are spent just administering that, lodging all the paperwork, doing all the rest of it. Whereas Sun Super and you know, Colonial First State and MLC and Australian Super and Q Super, all these different pooled super funds, they've just put that all in house and they've got they've got people who are sitting there, they're the experts in the buying and selling of, of companies, or they're experts in sending out tax statements, or they're experts in preparing those tax statements. Yeah, look, there's there's massive economies of scale. So with the self managed super fund, for example, every single one of those funds that each individual owns or each couple owns has to be audited every year, has to go through a compliance checklist. Yep. Whereas um, your big colonial first state pooled superannuation fund, for example, yep. they've got a team there yep. that does that for everyone. Yep. Because you don't have to look at it on an individual basis. Right. You say, okay, yep. is the fund complying? Yep. Uh, has it paid its tax? Yep. Yeah. That, yep. I mean, when it comes to tax, for example, it's really, really easy to do. Yeah. Uh, because they, the the fund at the top level works out, okay, we've made X amount of money, we owe the government 15% of that. Yes. Uh, so they remit that to the government in one fell yeah. swoop. Yeah. Whereas your self-managed super fund has to do that calculation for yeah. every single and, asset, and every single couple. Um, it's just so much double up. And that's, and that's you can see that the two things we talk about there are cost. So there's, there has to be a cost to doing that on an individual basis versus doing it for, for a, a mm. huge... Uh, group of people, so the cost is far less for for a lot of that administration work, and and the peace of mind is, is far more. You, hmm. If you've got a Sun Super account or an MLC or a CFS or an Australian Super Fund, you're never sitting there awake at night going, "I wonder if my Super Fund's compliant." It just is. It, 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 it exactly is exactly. Yeah. It has. You're not sitting there going, "Geez, has my Super Fund paid its taxes this year?" Yeah. Yes. It, those things have all happened without your without your stress, without your input. So. That's the big one, those two, you know, the cost and then the peace of mind is, is why we tend to use those low-cost pooled and, and they're low-cost and the cost is only coming down as well. Agencies yep. yep. um, right. get built into there and, and economies yep. of scale yep. come into there as well. So, so number one, low-cost pooled, where they pool my money, your money, everyone's money together. Yep. Um, superannuation funds and are the way to go, to, we to believe. clarify with that as well, is that that's not just you hand over or you abdicate all responsibility for how your money gets invested. You've still got no. complete control over, and we've talked about that at length, 
what asset classes do I want to be invested into? Um, you know, contributions. It, it doesn't go into one big account. You've still obviously got every. You, you've got it as separate as it as it needs to be. You've got your own super fund. It just so happens that it's administered behind the scenes. Great right. way to tie in a point too here, Dallas. It's <laughs> like we've done over hundred <laughs> podcasts together. Um, uh, number two, tying into that Dallas's point there. So, so. You still have to have these investment decisions. There's still plenty of decisions you can make, still plenty of choice you can make. Yeah. Um, but number two is broad category investment strategies that you can remember. Yeah. So for example, um, if you're in a low-cost pooled superannuation fund and your advisor or you pick a strategy and that strategy is, for example, a high-growth fund that spreads your money across the largest 1,500 companies in the world, yeah. that's pretty easy to remember. Yeah. So, yeah. And if it's an index fund, which we've spoken about at length, yeah. you know that regardless of the makeup of those companies, for yeah. example, yeah. Um, they, they, the, comp- the makeup of those companies will change over time. Company yeah. one uh, number 1500 might drop out and yeah. company number 1501 moves number. up and yeah. that can change quite significantly over time. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're in that fund, you know that at any point in time you're investing in the largest 1500 companies yeah. in the world yeah. so it's pretty easy to remember and it's that's, a simple strategy that you can remember that's right and that's that's the key there is to be able to yeah, it needs to be it needs to be simple so that it is if someone said you know what what are you invested into in super in your, in your super fund if you go 10% in cash 50% is in the top 200 companies in Australia and 40% is in the top 1500 companies in the world that's pretty simple. You go bang, bang, bang. I know what that is. You know, even more simple if you've got it just in one fund. But the key there is to be able to say, those are the assets that I, those are the underlying things that I'm invested into. I know that I own a part of yes. the 200 biggest companies in Australia. That's, that's actually the tangible asset that I own. Whereas if you've got, if you've got units in the, JJ Penny Packer Long Short Alpha Beta Fund, and someone says, "What are you invested into?" You go, "I've got. I think I own some shares in some companies, but then we've yeah. also got some short positions, whatever that means, <laughs> and we've also got some out of the money options, and we've also got, you just go, yeah. I think that's to, again the key there is that if it's simple for you to say and simple for you to remember, it's probably simple to implement, so it's yeah. going to be cheaper." And if it's simple for you to say and remember, it's going to be simple to stick to. So you know when markets drop, when prices go down or up in the short term. You don't get caught up in thinking that there's some black box magic system. Mm. It's just these are the assets that I own. That's how they. That's what their price is doing right now. But I know that I own those assets. I know that I just need to hold them for the long term. Yeah, and we're certainly not saying it's appropriate for everyone to go out there and invest all their money across the no. largest 1,500 <laughs> companies in the world. So no. we can't, I mean, we, we, it's impossible for us. This is all general yeah. examples, general advice yeah. only. I think this we're, is we're, an we're, example. We're, the warning comes out at the start of every podcast, but when, when I can see you getting a bit on edge when you go, we better just, better just clarify that again. Isn't it a funny world we live in? You know, um, I was having a beer the other day yeah. and my four-year-old Richie yeah. says he was looking at the labels yeah. and he's and um, on the beer and he said, oh, pregnant ladies can't drink beer. Yeah. And and I went, huh? And I looked down and there's there's a, there's a picture, there's like an outline of a pregnant lady yeah. in this tiny little symbol. Yeah. 
and then there's a ring around it with a cross through it, like the <laughs> like the um, the typical yeah the typical don't yeah. do this. Yeah. And I said, what a crazy world we live yeah. in. That someone like, needs to be told. It took my four year old to. to yeah. I'd I'd never even seen it before. Yeah. I thought you were going to say you didn't know that pregnant ladies shouldn't drink beer. I know that pregnant ladies shouldn't drink beer. Everyone in the world knows that pregnant ladies, like, yeah, like why yeah. it's required to yes. have one as a warning label on yeah. a beer. Yeah, it's bizarre. So, um, probably there's, we can never ever say yeah. enough that yeah. we're not providing <laughs> personal financial, no, that's personal right. financial advice no. in this podcast. That's right. Impossible for us to do that yeah. because we only know. Yeah, and that's exactly the point is that it's not to say that there is one broad category or there's not one asset class that you should be invested into. It's that whatever you whatever you work at whatever you decide whether it's on your own or in conjunction with an advisor that's a part of you the part of your advisor's job is to say based on your situation this is what you should be investing into and here's why mm. so that not only do you know what that is but you know why you're invested in the way that you mm. are and that's a big part of what we talk about with new clients is that it's not enough for me to just say hey you should be invested in in this and this it yeah. needs to be you're invested in this and this. Here's why you need to be invested in this and this. Yep. So that you can remember it, stick to it, know that there's a strategy behind it. There's a reason why you're invested in that way. Yep. Example three of simple but effective strategies. So um, following on from the previous example of 1,500 companies in the world. So strategies that remain the same regardless of the market conditions. Yep. So um, even though, for example, the prices of these 1,500 world companies that I'm invested into, even though the prices of these companies are down by minus 30% right now, um, look, I know all that all I have to do is keep putting my $500 per week in, yep. for example. Yep. Um, so so um, our clients just all the time about how they know what their job is, yep. they know what our job is. That's right. Um, now their, their job, we automate their job as much as possible yeah. as well because we set up a recurring yeah. $500 transfer from their bank account. Yep. So they don't even have to log in there to, to do that. Yep. But, but um, you know, we spoke about before uh, overcomplicated strategies that change depending yes. on market conditions. So yep. if the markets fall by 30%, yep. they move to cash. Yes. Um, that actually, we find that derails them putting money into super yeah, that's because right. as yeah, well, because like, why, 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 why would I put it really can Yeah, why would I put more in now? Yeah. Um, yeah. If we're moving it to cash, it's not a good, it's obviously not a good thing. No, that's right. Um, we talk to our clients and it's all about the terminology. It's when the next drop of 30% happens, yeah. not if. Yeah. Um, so I'm a, I can only imagine the advisor that recommends yeah. for their clients to move to cash uses if a hell of a lot. Yes. If the market falls by 30%. Well, that was the, about, oh, it is that absolutely guaranteed, guaranteed that yep. the market is going to fall by 30% yes. at some stage. So we, we talk about when the next fall is going to happen. Yep. What we what are we going to do? Yeah. We're going to do nothing. Yep. We're just going to well, keep putting yeah, yep. nothing as in no change to the no, strategy. That's right. And that's both both of those, those two of how that money is invested and, and what what strategies our clients actually have in place day to day. That needs to be, like we say, not only does it need to be simple, and it needs to be, uh, it needs to be consistent. So it needs to be yeah. that this is the 10 year plan and, and there's a plan that, like you said, in that 10 years, we know there is gonna be on average at least one thirty percent drop. So we yeah. can't have a plan that goes, well, if there's no drop in that time or if, if prices go up, we'll do this. And if prices go down, prices will go up and down. That will happen. So. The minute that you start again in the territory of, well, we'll probably do this, but if if the market's down, well, then then we might do something different. You, you're then just taking away from 
you know, the effect of a simple strategy being, I know that I can just do this and stick to this for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where, again, going back to that peace of mind of what people tend to feel as though they're paying us for is that here's the plan. If, if they need to, if, if the plan needs to change, we will be on the front foot, we will be changing that plan. But it, it's, in, it's, it's in response to a legislation change or it's in response to a change in our client's personal situation. Yep. It's never in response to market conditions or prices mm. going up or going down. Because as you just said, that's, that's like the weather. That's just going to happen in the background always. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't do things different every day based on what you think the weather's gonna do. That's right. And the last one, and this is really a catch-all, yeah. um, are that the strategies should be able to be drawn on one piece of A4 paper. Yeah. So what do you ask for at a new client file, Dallas? <laughs> if Dallas is meeting with a new client, that's for one blank, one blank piece of A4 paper. <laughs> I, actually had, I had a really good example of this. Uh, I did a meeting yesterday with, with a new client, and it is their situation is, is actually a little bit more complicated than most and in yeah. as much as and again what we got is you want things to be as simple as possible but but no simpler their situation's a bit different so there's a bit more moving parts it was still an a4 sheet of paper there was there was three there's four <laughs> circles and three lines and that was it and so i'm going if, so you didn't if, need to turn the a4 no i didn't even need to turn it over i didn't even need to turn it over if you and so, everything this is what you're talking about every strategy should fit on an A4, A4 piece of paper. And yeah. that's kind of my, my thing. If I've got a blank piece of paper in there, I should be able to communicate this strategy yeah. to the client using that one piece of paper just with circles and lines. Yeah. And if I can't do that, then I probably, don't, I probably don't have the strategy straight in my head. And secondly, the client definitely doesn't have it straight in their head if it can't fit on that one A4 so piece So if it can't fit on that one piece of A4 paper, um, primarily in pictures as yep. much as possible, yep. then it runs the risk of being an overcomplicated and unnecessarily overcomplicated strategy. That's right. And that's, you know, obviously within that, and that was kind of what I, I said yesterday, is that this is an A4 sheet of paper with, with four circles and some lines on it. There's, there's, you know, 10 years of experience and knowledge and, and all the rest of it. And there's all the research, there's three hours worth of research about each of these different individual parts. There's many, many hours of research and time and experience and knowledge that's gone into this, but the output needs to be that simple. Mm. If, if it's not, if the output isn't that simple, then it's, it's a number one, it's, it's probably, if you've got too many moving parts, something's bound to go wrong. And secondly, if you've got too many moving parts, client's not gonna be able to understand and then stick to that plan for the next you know, in this case six years it's just not gonna it's not gonna happen like that mm. so yeah I'm, I'm big on that every every strategy should be on one piece of a4 paper now if there's more if there's more moving parts behind the scenes if there's more research and more stuff that needs to happen separate to that that's fine that's that's our job that's what we get paid to do is to go and work all that out but mm. in terms of a plan and especially as you said if you've got a couple if, if you can put an A4 sheet of paper in front of people and say, this is what we're going, this is what it's going to look like and here's where we're going to end up in 10 years' time. People can sit around and go, yep, I've got that. I know what's required of me. I know that I can stick to that and just go and do, do my part. So I think, yeah, that's, that's a, a good one is that if you're talking to your advisor and, and, you, and you're trying to work out what the, what the plan is or what the strategy is, if there's a lot of words, if there's, if there's you know, 35 pie, if anytime there's a pie graph, I'd be, be worried. <laughs> and if there's a lot of different pages of we need this and we need, yeah, that's a concern for me as well, is that 
obviously they should they have that behind the scenes but they should be able to put that on in simple terms on one piece of paper uh, so if you if you have an advisor that you don't think can put things that succinctly uh, and you'd like a second opinion you'd like a you'd like a, a one-page uh, plan from from us um, feel free to get in touch at podcast at mo50.com.au thanks for listening Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.